social ladies. All the social ladies. All the social ladies. All the social ladies. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to All the Social Ladies. I'm Jen. And I'm Michelle. And today we are interviewing Holly Curtis, who is the VP Product Global Creative Director at KEDS. We talked to Holly about being on an all-women leadership team and why it's so important for women to be designing products for women. But first, it's time for Quote Stat Meme. That was your best game show voice? But first, it's time for Quote Stat Meme. I love it. Okay, what's up first on the agenda, miss? Okay, um, so the quote today comes from Facebook's head of health, who says, As we all adjust to new routines and staying home, setting boundaries for how you spend your time online can be helpful, whether it's to help you focus on your family and friends, sleep without distraction, or manage how you spend your time at home, we have tools that can help you find the right balance for how you use Facebook. We added quiet mode, which mutes most push notifications, and if you try to open Facebook while in quiet mode, you'll be reminded that you set this time aside to limit your time in the app. Hmm. So this is new this week from Facebook. I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest with you. Well, how much time have you been spending on your phone? Probably a lot. Do you, do you feel that <laughs> being home maybe uh, has increased that time? For sure. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Should we check our screen time on our app? Oh, goodness. Do you want to? Yeah. Okay, I'm averaging in seven the last seven days... <laughs> I have averaged five hours and 53 minutes per day of 31% from the last week. Oh my God. This isn't on social media. This is just on my phone. That's in general. My daily average is four hours and 24 minutes. This is so fascinating. I mean, I get the purpose of the Facebook thing. I really do. I guess my point is Facebook isn't the one I'm worried about. Well, I think they'll probably have tools for Instagram, too. Are you Mm. worried about what? Your dating apps? (laughs) Put me on blast. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, I'm going to say this. TikTok and books are also in my top five. You are so well-rounded. I am. Oh, yeah. I'm talking to my friends. I'm liking photos on Instagram. I'm watching TikTok to keep myself young. And I'm reading. Cultured. Okay. What's next? Okay. Next is the stat. Okay. Which comes from Isaiah Worldwide, the premier online marketplace that connects marketers with content creators. And they say, 44% of social media users would consider becoming a social media influencer to earn money for their household during an economic recession. Okay, I wonder how much that differs from not in an economic recession because I feel like a lot of people want to be influencers. Well, this is a very high number. It is. Almost half. Half of people want to be influencers. So you're you're more curious about remove ourselves from the current climate. Yeah. And how many of those actually still want to be influencers? Yeah. I think that's a fair point. Jen, what would you be an influencer in? <laughs> God, I want to say fashion, but I'm like a, like, I'd love to be a fashion blogger. Okay. There was one point in time where I actually thought I was, 
Shout out to Carl who took photos of me. What would you be? What would be um, your, what would you influence? Definitely food. Oh yeah, absolutely. I would be, I don't, I wouldn't want to be a foodie blogger that just goes out to eat and post about it. I think I would want a little more say in the food. I, I would do some kind of cooking Instagram. Do we have the next Food Network star? <laughs> Call Guy Fury. Oh. Is he on that show? I don't know. That's how he came to be famous. Oh, really? The knuckle oh, sandwich. That's right. Come on. <laughs> Get up on your reality television. How dare I? Well, speaking of fashion. I'm ready. So you say you want to be a fashion influencer. <laughs> I don't know. Please don't start this rumor. I just think very highly of myself. <laughs> Well, I actually want to talk about a popular meme sure. right now and um, a fashion account that I follow, Rent the Runway, posted one this week. And the meme is, everyone's probably familiar by now, is uh, pick your fill-in-the-blank house. The choose-your-house meme. The choose-your-house meme. So Rent the Runway said, pick your style house. House one has tie-dye, super-flared denim. House two has animal print. House three... Actually has that Guy Fieri shirt. Does it really? Oh, the the shirt with the flames. The flames. Yeah. I love the flame shirt. And house four, polka dots, low-rise jeans, please no, pearl accents. So tell us, Jen, about this meme that's out right now. So it specifically is asking, in my mind, this is kind of engagement bait, if we want to call it that. It wants people to comment and tag their friends explicitly what house they would go in, right? Is that the best way to explain it? Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily call it engagement bait. I think it's... It wants people to comment. Yeah, but because brands are trying to give their audience right now something fun to do. (laughs) No, I'm not knocking it. I just think that's the best way to explain it. Normally, in any other time, that's what we would call it. I mean, I think we can see that the internet is very meme heavy right now in general. For sure. Um. I just, As brands are shifting away from creating ad content, they're, you know, this more engagement style stuff is more popular. So to keep this fashion convo going, I think that it's pretty fitting. <laughs> Punny. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Pretty fitting that we are talking to Holly today, who works for Keds. So here's Holly. Hi, Holly. It's Michelle and Jen. Hi, ladies. Excited to be here. So we start every episode usually off with a social media speed round, but we hear you have a bit of an interesting relationship with social. You mentioned something about being a privately public person. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yes. So I'm sort of publicly private and privately public. I get a lot of flack from my friends because they call me like a social media stalker because I'm very (laughs) avidly looking at social media, but I don't often post myself. Um, I think it started a long time ago, especially sort of at the early days of Instagram and stuff like this, that like pressure for that to be so polished. Mm -hmm. And I think coming from a creative background, all that sort of happened right around the time when I was like, going through your classic like late 20s midlife crisis moment and um, my social life uh, in the real scheme was like going through a lot of stuff and then I had kids and nothing was very polished and I think I felt this like weird pressure to make it seem polished if I was sharing something and I just didn't like how that felt so I kind of refrained and then this past year I've been like slowly starting to post more and do some more stuff and I think it's changing and it's kind of exciting to see 
even celebrities starting to show a little bit more of like a realness in their social channels because I like to be really real. I think you're not alone in that sentiment <laughs> and we are excited to follow you and start to see some some of that content. <laughs> yeah, the marketing team at Keds is putting some pressure on me to like, you know, be a little bit less creepy stalker and a little bit more a part of the conversation. That's funny. Well, I'm glad to hear that you are a social media stalker because yes. um, I think that you will have some pretty good answers to our social media speed round questions then. Yeah, I definitely am up to speed on what's going on in social. I'm just <laughs> behind the scenes. Okay, first question. Favorite social network? Instagram. What is your go-to emoji? I still use the <laughs> colon parentheses instead of the emoji as a very old school emoji. No shame. <laughs> no shame. Face. The old smiley <laughs> face. Twitter or TikTok? Ooh, TikTok. Twitter's feeling a little bit too serious these days. What about stories or feed? I'm addicted to stories. I feel like I like seeing that real, real. If I need the polish thing, I go to Pinterest and look at pretty pictures. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what Instagram ad can you not get rid of? I am currently being bombarded with like pots and pans of all types. <laughs> <laughs> what about your favorite meme? Ooh, there's so many good ones right now. There's a bunch of like pet ones that I've been super into. My dog just turned 15 and everyone keeps sending me like really cute old dog ones where the dogs are grumpy. Aww. Yeah, <laughs> those ones are funny. It's 2005 and you're on your MySpace page. Oh, God. Who's number one on your top eight? <laughs> Ooh, so this is tough. I actually never really did MySpace because I went to a college that did Facebook. I was in like the first wave of oh, Facebook. You users. guinea pig. Wow. So that, which maybe is why I'm still like a social media because it was such a crazy thing. So I didn't really do MySpace. I was like, oh, gee, you had to have a .edu email address in order to have Facebook because I went to school in Boston uh, when Facebook was being invented. Cool. All right. Well, thank you. That was the speed round. <laughs> now we can get into the nitty gritty. And first, we want to kick it off by just hearing about your background and what brought you to Keds. Sure. So I, um, I always knew I wanted to do something creative. I went to school and um, in college, I majored in design at a really kind of classic um, university style design program. So it wasn't super specialized. My official degree was in graphic design. I came out of school. I worked in advertising and publishing for a very short period of time and got an opportunity to work at a footwear brand. Loved it. It was like a three month contract position. And I ended up staying there for like eight years. I got recruited out of there um, into what is now the Wolverine portfolio of brands was at Sperry for a little bit and then joined Keds. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been in footwear for about 15 years, um, give or take, and I love it. I started as a designer. I worked my way up to design director. Um, I worked in trend for a while and then became VP of product at Keds, which is a brand that I have a lot of personal connection to. I I, I wore them when I was a kid. I'm the generation of dirty dancing and kind of... <laughs> Grew up where it was like the coolest shoe. I grew up near the beach. There was a huge hurricane um, when I was little in the fall one year. And me and my mom and my sister were walking down the beach in our not kids, our knockoff kids. <laughs> my parents could afford for back to school. 
And all of a sudden we started finding all these sneakers on the beach. And at first we were like, oh, they must have just washed up from the hurricane. It's a very popular shoe. And then we ended up finding like hundreds of pairs of sneakers that were all white leather Keds champions in really great condition. All different sizes. And we grabbed like all of our beach bags. Were they matching? Was there a left and a right? Yep. We went to the beach. We went back to the beach with our beach baskets and me and my mom collected them all and we cleaned them all up. And I had like real Keds with the blue label for my whole childhood after that. And on my first day at Keds, I was talking with one of our um, senior members of the team. And she was like, oh yeah, I remember that so clearly. There was a hurricane and a shipping container fell off of one of the barges and washed up along the beaches in New England. And I got all the pairs that I was like, it was destiny. I was supposed to be at this brand. And yeah, she was like, that really happened. You totally got the ones that I remember dealing with the logistical nightmare that was us losing a <laughs> container off of the barge. You never hear about sneakers washing up on a beach. Let's keep talking about work and, and all of that jazz. Um, yeah. When you first joined the company, you were one of the first women on the leadership team. And now that very same team is the majority women, yes? Yes, it's all women. I love that. So our leadership team is all women as well. And you really, it's a lovely thing to work for a company like that. Yeah. What's the difference? Like, can you tell based on leadership styles or really just like overall culture between when you first started and where it's at now? Uh, Definitely. I mean, I think it's interesting. Um, The sneaker industry is still really dominated by Mm -hmm. pretty all male leadership teams. And even brands that have really big women's businesses are often behind the scenes. The women's Mm -hmm. product even is sort of like take what they call takedown product, where it's basically just like a men's shoe. And they like make it in women's sizes, but it's it's not really burst as a woman's shoe. It's it's interesting. I feel like it sort of starts there, right? That they're not thinking about the female consumer first. They're thinking it a, mm-hmm. of it as an afterthought. And I kind of grew up in the industry within that frame of mind and started uh, more on a unisex business and then moved into a woman's role that didn't even exist, right? Like they didn't have women's roles when I first joined the brand. And then um, as I shifted to Keds, it was really interesting because one of the things that attracted me to Keds was the fact that it was such a majority women's business. And then I joined the team and it was like the entire leadership team. I think there were two women on the leadership team at that time. It didn't really affect me like or my decision because I was so used to that dynamic. And the fact that there were any women on the leadership team felt actually good at the time. So yeah, I think for me, joining Keds, coming right off of having my first baby back from maternity leave, the pressures around travel, um, especially global travel, sort of being able to prioritize what's really essential to the role versus what's sort of a nice to have wasn't really there. It was sort of like, oh, we're going here. You need to go right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's totally changed. The culture at Keds is awesome for, I think, really everyone. I think for working mothers, certainly it feels really good. And I think for women, no matter what they're going through, there's just that, again, that level of empathy of figuring out how to make it about the work. I talk about this with my team a lot. Like you are being measured on your work. You're not being measured on whether people like what you look like today or anything like that. So I think it allows Mm -hmm. people to really feel confident and comfortable in the workplace. And I really think that a lot of that shift has been because so many women are in the leadership roles that they're in. And that attracts more women because the more women that see women in leadership roles, they see an opportunity for themselves, which has been really interesting. That is awesome. And I think, like you were saying, 
it's a company that's making women's shoes. So getting that perspective yeah. and that experience mm-hmm. and that understanding of what it's like to be a woman wearing shoes is so important. So I would love to hear you talk to us a little bit more about why it is so important for women to be designing for women. It definitely comes down for me to that idea of footwear kind of being a cross section of function and sort of fashion or style. Really early in my career, I remember super vividly a conversation with the creative director at the time about a high top sneaker style that I was working on. Mm And me talking about where the high top was going to hit on someone's ankle and sort of talking through like it needs to be a little bit lower for a women's shoe because if it's too high, mm-hmm. it's going to hit right at the edge of their calf and it's just not flattering and it's also not comfortable. And and I remember my boss, who was a guy, was kind of like, what are you talking about? People don't care about that. It just needs to like look good on with the shoe. No, so no, no. wrong. Like, when women, <laughs> yeah, when women try on shoes, they're thinking about how their legs look. They're thinking yeah. about like, how am I going to wear this with a skirt? How am I going to wear this with different types of pants? Right. Like, whereas I think with guys, like there's a little bit more of that like uniform mentality. It's either the full jeans or some cargo shorts. They're not worried yeah. about the length of <laughs> the Please, dress. no more cargo shorts. Yeah. No more. Oh my God. Yeah. We need to be <laughs> done with that, hopefully. Um, so yeah, it's been interesting. I think the more women become part of the conversation, the more the conversation moves to that kind of intersection of how you feel and how you look and how those things kind of play off of each other. There's this amazing quote from one of our ads from like 1912 that says today's modern lady looks her best when she feels her best. And that's why we made Keds. And I think there's something Uh so amazing about how something really functional can make you not only feel really good, but look good because of the confidence that it brings you. I think women bring a unique perspective to that when making product for other women. Yeah. And I think that whole concept and idea thinking about marketing and advertising and the messages that you're putting out into the world when it's women writing those ads or designing those ads and speaking to women. It's just so much more authentic and real. And we love that. Yeah, there's something amazing. And I think it's starting to come back like this idea of communities of women sort of talking about product. One of my friends has been having a favorite things party around the holidays where everyone buys like a relatively inexpensive item for everyone that's coming to the party and then talks about why it's her favorite like essential thing. Oh my gosh, is this like Oprah's favorite things? It's kind of like that in like a small (laughs) localized scale and I love it so much where you're like, it's like everyone might just get like a tube of lipstick or you know, like the essential hair tie that keeps your hair up when you're trying to work out or whatever and I think that that idea of like women vetting product to each other because it's great product. And I think we're trying to capture a little bit of that at Keds. One of the things I really wanted to talk to you about was it's clear how inclusive Keds is. So we were scrolling through the Keds social and we noticed a lot of photos of real women, like your customers wearing the shoes on an everyday basis. So what advice do you have for brands or individuals really who want to engage their audience in a more authentic way? So this was definitely a very conscious effort on our part. I think the world is changing. And I think the more women we got into the brand, the more we were sort of seeing the magic when you saw real women engaging with the product. And I really think that the shift that we've made towards really like a user-generated content model, and that's really what we're doing now, is just really empowering women, putting product in their hands asking them to tell their story, only working with women who genuinely love Keds. It's about like essentially gifting them shoes because they want them anyways. And then Mm -hmm. letting them tell their story in those shoes and then really pairing them with 
a great styling crew and a photographer to make that happen. We were blown away by the initial wave of content that came back and the response on social media. So I think we've been really thrilled because, you know, in our hearts as women, that's what we want to see. I want to see like real women engaging with brands that I love. I don't really want to see the polished things. And this has really pushed us to think about things really differently. And it's really exciting. I think not putting pressure to come across as so polished has opened up this ability for us to like create even more content than we were before, um, do that more efficiently and effectively and create like real brand loving partners globally with these women. One of my favorite things, um, which is, it seems like a small detail, but it meant a lot to me when I was browsing the Keds website and you choose a shoe and want to see more, there is photography from Instagram of the customers wearing the shoe on the product page online. And I love that because I think it helps me see myself in the shoes. (laughs) No pun intended. But like you said, when it comes down to it, it's all about the woman seeing herself in those shoes. And I think that Keds is doing a great job balancing the two of those things to come off authentic and inclusive towards women. Well, thank you, first of all, because I think we are really trying hard to kind of walk the walk and change um, how we do things in the background and make sure that we are like truly engaging a more diverse group of women and showing women like how these products look on different shapes and sizes and ages and all of that stuff. I think the other piece that's interesting is that, you know, our business, like many businesses happening right now, um, we're shifting towards a lot of focus on our own e-com and a lot of digital partners. And one of the mm-hmm. things that's hard with things like footwear or lingerie, it, it is really hard to kind of make sure that you're getting a good fit and making sure that that customer is having a great experience. And I think one of the ways that you can do that is certainly by showing a diverse group of people wearing the shoes so that people have an understanding of like what it's going to look like on them. So one of the things we also wanted to talk about was the newly launched Handbook for Women, which came out, I believe, (laughs) at the beginning of March. Yeah, we launched it for International Women's Day, which is definitely a big moment for us, obviously, being a um, a women-centric brand. We have a mini archive at Keds. The brand's over 100 years old. And way back in the early 20s, um, a lot of brands were creating these sort of handbooks. And ours was called the Keds Handbook for Girls. And it was actually for the time, it was really progressive. So it was all, there was articles Mm -hmm. about getting women out of the home or playing sports like badminton or court sports that were sort of becoming really popular (laughs) at the time. We really were inspired by that idea of like mixing editorial content um, with product and really using that as a platform to engage in conversations with real women. So we've completely kind of revamped it as the handbook for women. And we're using it as our kind of creative kickoff and creating a theme around the issue and then really kind of parallel path building the marketing stories and all this engaging content with real women with the product stories kind of at the same time. And it's really revolutionized our process um, and kind of kept us all shooting towards the same North Star. I'd love to hear some of our listeners who may not have seen the handbook yet. What kind of stories are you telling? Tell us about some of the women that you're featuring in this first power issue. So we really wanted to feature women um, kind of of all different backgrounds and really talk about like their own personal definition of power and sort of what that means to them. So my my feature is around the power of the female perspective and bringing that female perspective to sort of like an iconic product. 
Uh, we also mm-hmm. featured women who started their own businesses and were sort of like in control of their own lives. We talked to women with like disabilities and how and how they were sort of like empowered to sort of represent maybe somebody different in the space. So I think it was it was a really beautiful mix because it's real women. You know, they're not models. They're not featured in magazines every single day. So I think that mm-hmm. this, for them, the way that the um, the images turned out, you can really see that like every woman is super comfortable. None of it feels Absolutely. posed or styled. The interviews and sort of um, written content all just feels really natural. It's just it's really exciting. And I think it's going to really shift sort of how we how we do this going forward. Well, it's, it's kind of come full circle because it's, it's what you were saying about if you feel good in the shoes, that comes through. And you can really see in these marketing materials how confident these women are and how proud they are to tell their stories while wearing their kids' shoes. Yeah, one of the things that I thought was really cool was for the most part, women chose their own looks and they got like a few shoes to choose from for their, for their shoots. And as the product person who kind of like has been with that product since they're very beginning of its creation process, um, seeing how the women styled the shoes in their own mm-hmm. setting was so cool. It was like a really interesting moment to see all these women sort of make the brand their own, which was really, really amazing and cool. I feel like that's fun design inspiration for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially for us where there are certain styles that have been around forever and it's really about like new right. color material and stuff each season. So seeing women sort of take it and do something unexpected with it, I think is really going to be part of our process going forward. Perfect segue into going forward. Can you give us some hints as to what to expect in some future issues? Yeah. So we, uh, me and my marketing counterpart had a great conversation about how there are certain topics in sort of women's culture that are happening and like become sort of that like truly female conversation So we made kind of a list of product goals that we had as a company, things like sustainability or more inclusive sizing. And I think we kind of made that list. And then we made a list of all of the truly like female conversations like power or progress and really thought about like, how could we intersect this idea of like our product goals as a company and the conversations that we want to have with real women. And we outlined the next four, I think, issues um, alongside the product calendar to make sure that we're really having that concrete synergy between the product mm-hmm. that we're launching and the conversations we're going to have with women. So it's, it's really coming together in a way that's super inspiring and you can feel the change on the teams. It's really awesome. I love that. When is the next issue coming out? So we're going to do them seasonally. So we'll have okay. a launch probably around August. We're kind of looking at International Women's Day and then Women's Equality Day as like potential mm-hmm. um, kind of tentpole launch moments, which feels good for us from a product launch, you know, time period. And then also feels like really nice moments for us to kind of, bring to light a new conversation and a new topic. Well, we are looking forward to seeing everything else in store and uh, we'll try to link to the first issue on our Instagram so all of our listeners can go take a look as well. I was super excited about how we um, launched it on our Instagram page because we tiled the cover. So it really looked like a Mm -hmm. traditional magazine cover. That was one of the things that I was really thrilled with. Always love a strategic grid placement. (laughs) (laughs) I know. The graphic designer in me. It's like I love a good grid. Okay. I think we have one last question for you. Yes. I have been thinking about this since your intro. (laughs) Being in footwear for 15 years, I need to know how many pairs of shoes you have. 
Oh God, it's so bad. I am <laughs> horrible. And then I think I, I mentioned to you guys, my partner is also in the sneaker industry. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And, and then we also have two kids. So I, I'm going to go on record as saying it's like an uncountable number. Oh my gosh. Okay, Polly. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Okay. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. One of the things I love most about that interview is listening to Holly talk specifically about being on an all-women leadership team. Mm -hmm. It's so powerful. I mean, Likeable itself is really fueled by women. Yeah. And it's so interesting and inspiring to hear that story elsewhere, too. Yeah. I I mean, obviously, it's important to have all kinds of representation and voices in the room. But I know just as a woman, having those mentors and those those women to look up to, I just feel so much more comfortable and often inspired. And I've been, you know, lucky enough to have those women at Likeable. Definitely. So we talk at the top of the show about how I would be a fashion influencer and you would be a food influencer. Mm -hmm. And I think that ties in really well with the social account we want to recommend people follow this week. Yes. Okay. So the official recommendation from your resident (laughs) non-foodie influencer, me, would be to follow Bon Appetit. So Bon Appetit does an amazing job on Facebook and YouTube creating these longer form test kitchen videos. And they've really turned the videos into um, almost episodic series that people go to look for. They're so good. So good. And on Instagram, they're great too. Amazing food pics from all of their staff. But one thing I love that they're doing right now is they've really pivoted during this pandemic. Mm -hmm. So the test kitchen... Uh, influencers and hosts are all posting from their homes. They're doing kitchen tours to show what their home kitchens look like and showing, you know, how to make these recipes and stuff. So it's been really fun to watch and get a glimpse inside these content creators' lives. I think it tells a lot about a person, like what their kitchen looks like. Oh, I agree. What does yours say? Well, right now, I think it says I'm, what's the word I'm looking for? Versatile. Versatile. Because we're currently recording from our kitchen island. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that makes a lot of sense. I do too. All the social ladies, all the social ladies.